0: Yakta Pojita tum tumine domino te Cast thy care upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee, nourish thee, look after thee, take care of everything in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. (coughs) Today's Mass of the third Sunday after Pentecost continues in some way the grace of the feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. The introit of today's Mass is in effect the cry of a lost sheep, bleating, bleating for its shepherd. It is the appeal of a soul in distress to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Look thou upon me, O Lord, and have mercy on me for, and here comes the bleating, for I am alone and poor. And then, see my abjection and my labor and forgive me all my sins, O my God. This is a perfect prayer to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And then in the collect, we had a confession of our helplessness and poverty. O oh God, protector of all who hope in Thee, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy. There you have it the confession of our helplessness and poverty. And at the same time, in the collect, we make an act of confidence in the mercy of God. The mercy of God that is ever, the collect uses the word, multiplied upon those who trust in him. And so we prayed, O God, protector of all who hope in thee. Now that word protector, I've often spoken about it because it occurs so frequently in the Psalms and in the liturgy. If we look closely at the meaning of the word it has to do with one who completes the building of a house. One who provides a home. O God, protector of all who hope in Thee, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy. Multiply Thy mercies upon us, that having Thee for our ruler, uterectore, having Thee for the one who makes everything straight, we're all so crooked, are we not? we're also in some way twisted. So we call God the one who makes things straight. Ut te rectore te duce, our guide. We need a guide. A guide out of the messiness of our lives. We may so pass through things temporal, we have to navigate through temporal things, you see, that we finally lose not those which are eternal. The collect is, in its own way, reminiscent of the 22nd Psalm, which is a contemplation of the heart of Jesus, the Good Shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, How can I lack anything? He gives me a resting place where there is green pasture, leads me out to the cool water's brink, refreshed and content. As in honor pledged, by sure paths he leads me. Dark be the valley about my path. Hurt, I fear none, while he is with me. Thy rod, thy crook, are my comfort. And so, we go from the collect to the epistle, and in the epistle, St. Peter, first among the shepherds of the flock of Christ, reveals how deeply he was touched by his master who said, take up my yoke upon you. That's a very powerful image. Yoke yourself to me. Be joined to me. Because I am meek and humble of heart. And you... You shall find rest to your souls. For my yoke, that which joins you to me and me to you, my yoke is sweet and my burden light. The humility of the heart of Jesus so impressed itself on St. Peter. And St. Peter had many opportunities to experienced personally, firsthand, the humility of the heart of Jesus, and it so impressed itself on him that years later, after Pentecost, he enjoined the sheep of his flock to remain humble and trusting when visited by suffering. This is, it seems to me, the voice of an old Peter, matured, purified by suffering, tested, a man familiar with failure and with suffering. And what does he say, this wise old Peter speaking out of his experience? This is not the brash. Peter of earlier days, this is a man chastened by suffering, and what does he say? Be you humbled under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in the time of visitation, casting all your care upon him, for he hath care of you. The Epistle begins with the 6th verse of chapter 5. But one who applies himself to his lexio Divina will discover that it is, in effect, the 5th verse of the same chapter that casts its light over all that follows. And for this reason, I tell you, when you do your lexio Divina, look not only at the liturgical text, but look closely at what comes before and what follows. And what comes before today's epistle is this. In like manner, ye young men, be subject to the ancients. And do you all insinuate humility one to another, For God resisteth the proud, but to the humble he giveth grace. Now, the quaint expression do you all insinuate humility one to another may strike one as curious because we don't generally today use the word insinuate in that way. The modern use of the word has a slightly negative connotation of the verb to insinuate but the word understood according to its etymology is exactly right insinuate contains the two latin words insinu meaning in the bosom in the breast or in the heart the man who insinuates humility takes it deeply into himself. Saint Peter would have the young men whom he is addressing hold humility in their hearts. What humility? The humility of Jesus, Peter's divine master who presents himself to us as meek and humble of heart. Every time one receives Holy Communion, it is an insinuation, a taking into the deepest part of oneself, insinu, of the humility of Jesus. The soul who abides silent and receptive before the most blessed sacrament will over time experience an insinuation of the silence of the host, of the humility of the host, of the hiddenness of the host. Now, St. Peter warns that one who places himself in the school of the heart of Jesus will not be spared afflictions, temptations, and attacks from below. In the face of such trials, he, remen, he recommends but one thing, trustful abandonment into the care of the shepherd, casting all your care upon him, says St. Peter, for he hath care of you. Monsignor Knox, whose translations are always Enlightening, if not provoking, renders this same verse Throw back on him the burden of all your anxiety. He is concerned for you. And the gradual draws upon Psalm 54 to say the same thing Cast the burden of thy cares upon the Lord, and he will sustain thee. Never will he let thee stumble his servant, if thou be. And the Gospel. After St. Peter, in the Epistle we have St. Luke and the Gospel, and St. Luke is the Evangelist of Mercy. And in the Gospel it is the Shepherd himself who reveals to us just how, as we said in the Collect, he multiplies his mercies upon those who are in his care and even upon the lost sheep. What man of you that hath an hundred sheep? And if he shall lose one of them, doth he not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after that which was lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, we have here a very beautiful image that St. Benedict takes up in the Holy Rule. And when he hath found it, lay it upon his shoulders rejoicing. We have a chasuble here that depicts this very word of today's gospel. The shepherd carrying the sheep on his shoulders. And when he hath found it, lay it upon his shoulders rejoicing, and coming home, call together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my sheep that was lost. Now, the Offertory Antiphon, in just a few moments, will take the message of the Gospel and turn it to prayer by making us sing a verse full of hope from Psalm 9, the Psalm of the Defenseless Poor. Let them trust in thee who know thy name. What name? The name of Jesus. God saves. Let them trust in thee who know thy name, for thou hast not forsaken them that seek thee, O Lord. And the communion antiphon, which will happily be repeated again and again, gives the last word of today's Mass to joy. Dicovo vobis gaudium erit coram angelis dei super uno peccatore penitencia magente. I say to you, there shall be joy before the angels of God upon one sinner doing penance. Humility trustful abandonment, conversion, and joy, these are the things that the Sacred Heart of Jesus would insinuate in us. These are the things that flow from the Heart of Jesus into the hearts of all who cast the burden of their cares upon Him, believing in His law.